Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Friday. Hey. Happy Friday. Welcome What's up? back to Operation Hustle. Welcome back to Operation Hustle. Our live Hustle. podcast. We're here with Joey Clipple, a local legend here in Florida. Episode 20. So we're going to be Hurricane in, Hunter. Yep, Hurricane He's Hunter. He's a baller. Um, former Hurricane Hunter. He wants us to make it. Oh, yeah, clear. yeah, yeah. And well, former uh, Navy, right? Navy. Thank you for your one. service. Yes, thank you for your service. You're welcome. Awesome. So we're going to follow up with a quote uh, like we always do. So this is actually supposed to be a mental exercise. Um, I have an app. Uh, it's the motivational app, and it has a lot of different features. One of it is uh, mental exercises. So it says positive exposure. Watching inspirational and motivational movies or documentaries can help you see the positive things in life and make you feel more grateful for what you have. Joey, do you ever watch any uh, positive documentaries or positive motivational speeches or anything along the lines of that? Not really. I'm. I just live life, and I don't really look at um, motivational speakers. Are I don't know, it's not your thing? Not, not your my thing. thing. Not my. He thing likes at all. the uh, the wild. He he likes to fish. He mm-hmm. was out there today. He told me he was fishing today. So, um, but I know you like Game of Thrones, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got him hooked on that shit. Pretty badly. <laughs> I started binge-watching Sopranos two nights ago. Oh, Yo, it's good. that's a good yeah. one. It's really good. Yep. And yeah. the good thing about that show is like you can literally rewatch it like 10 times, and I I feel it doesn't get old. <laughs> yeah, Thrones and The Sopranos, except yeah. for like we know the last season was not the greatest of Thrones. Thrones, yeah. So you're going to be disappointed also with The Sopranos and how it ends, just saying. Aren't they making a remake, though? No, they're making a movie. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, the whole series is really good. You're definitely going to enjoy it. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. nice. You like mobsters and, and all that shit. Check out The Sopranos on HBO. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Throw like the pilots? plug out there. <laughs> Speaking of new shit, uh, we just relaunched our website too. So check it out. Yeah, it uh, really Yep. Uh, whole revamp, all new shit on there. And it looks really cool. So it's updated because before it was just photos of Justin and I. And now we got the photos of the yeah, We got the squad team. on there. Uh, we got our little highlight videos on there. We got uh, what we offer on there and it's completely updated to what you know we offer right now as far as current services so yep. i am so excited to you know have uh have this updated for y'all um and have it looking a lot more professional um so definitely check it out um but we have a lot of questions for joey that we are excited to get the answers for um, yes. justin start off so as we know you were in the navy so how long were you in the navy for man 26 years wow 1974 to 2000 so retired i'm retired from the navy yes and then nice. I um, worked for an airline in Milwaukee, Wisconsin for four years as a quality assurance rep. And one day I get an email from a buddy of mine who worked at NOAA. And he said that they just fired a flight engineer and they're looking for a flight engineer. Boom. He knew that I had my tickets, my FAA uh, turboprop FE and my uh, A&P license. So I applied and I interviewed and I got hired. And That's awesome. Yeah. So a uh, couple opportunities for you. Um, so you've always liked airplanes. Is this is this a thing for you? Not really. I just uh, when I joined the Navy, I wanted to be a photographer. And, Let's go. And the photographer school was like a le- eighteen months out. The recruiter gave me a book of jobs in the Navy, and yeah. jet engine mechanic was uh, one of them. And I picked that, and off I went to um, Rota, Spain. Six months after I joined the Navy, nice. I did four and a half years in Rota. And then I uh, came back to the States, and then I went to flight engineer school in the reserves. Awesome. And then I um, joined the active reserves. I was a TAR, which was a, we trained weekend warriors. We worked a Wednesday through Sunday, and um, 
we That's would, awesome, man. It, we would go um, train weekend warriors. That's fun. That's freaking awesome, man. Nice. Um, so I have a question. Shoot. Uh, so we recently watched a really you know interesting documentary, and it just I didn't even realize when Justin told me that you, you know you did the hurricane hunting thing. I didn't realize that you did it for Noah. Um, yeah. And so we re- recently watched this documentary, uh, and it was about this guy who worked for NOAA, um, and they had found mermaids. So <laughs> <laughs> what is your Sorry, opinion Joey, on this? Sorry, Joey. I didn't tell her to uh, say this. <laughs> what is your opinion on this? What do, you, what do you think about these mermaids? What do you think about these, you know, creatures that we're not sure about in the ocean? And do you have any buddies that talked about like it? He just seen an alien. <laughs> wow. Her name is Abby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I watched Splash, you know, where there was an, uh, a mermaid gnat, but um, <laughs> that's as far yeah. as my mermaid. An aerial, right? Goes. Disney. Yeah, that one yeah. too. I, uh, it was a really weird documentary. Um, it was interesting. I don't know if the things were factual or not. Um, they had some weird sounds from like, a, son- uh, like a, a sonar boom or something. They made some like weird bomb that like killed all these whales. It was pretty devastating. Actually, but, I think they said it was the Navy that had come up with this bomb, and then they were testing it, and they ended up killing a bunch of whales at one point in time. That um, was pretty so, uh, out there. Right. Well, we used to go out on weekends and when I was stationed in California and drop bombs on uh, over the water. And we'd yeah. Kill, kill Plenty tons, of shit. Tons of fish. Yeah. Right. So this was like a, a, a sound bomb, though, that they, like, released under the water. So, like, it was like an echo location, I guess, kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, it sounded really creepy. Yeah. Kind of like a scary movie. But it was, um, if you got some time to kill, I'd probably yeah. recommend don't kill it on that documentary. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty shitty. Well, maybe he might, since he did work for Noah. He, he might want to know, you know, what the scientist is saying. He says he works for Noah. Um, but, yeah, I guess my question was, too, not just about this documentary, but, like, you know, you're up in the air. They're having all these, you know, uh, new things coming about UFOs. And, you know, now uh, the Pentagon is saying, hey, UFOs are real. And all this stuff that we said wasn't real is. And you being up in the air and being in these hurricanes and stuff, have you seen anything out of the ordinary? I've seen some weird things in my days. Um, It was probably 40 years ago. We were flying over Italy and... This, it looked like a dandelion, uh, the white of a dandelion Interesting. was like coming straight at the airplane. And then uh, when it got like really close, it just kind of. What? Yeah. Wow. And that was wow. 40 years ago before we had like drones and all this weird mm-hmm. shit flying around. That so it looked be. like a dandelion in the sense of like in the middle was a pod. Like you believe there was somebody in the middle that possibly could be flying this po- possible dandelion type thing. Could have been. But, it could uh, have been Jesus. Who knows, baby? I, Big I didn't really white light. <laughs> think about it when I saw it. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know. It happened really fast. Well, eh, well when you're flying, you're going it, fast. It was probably 15, 20 seconds because yeah. both pilots and I saw it. And uh, we're. What did the other pilot say? Was he like, did you see that? Was oh, yeah. We all went, what the hell is that? <laughs> and um, it was coming right at the airplane. And, and then all of a sudden it just. Gone. Well, see, that's exactly how they all explain these different, you know, phenomenons that they've seen. It's like, you know, uh, these most recent, like, little TikTok, I mean, TikTok, TikTok little shaped. Um, the TikTok scientists. The, the TikTok. They look like a little TikTok, they say. Yeah. And it just, like, you know, 
boom, out of nowhere, just disappeared. And, you know, at like lightning speed. Um, and, you know, interesting enough, our neighbor said he saw something similar uh, <laughs> as a flying saucer. And we'll have to get him on here. Um, yeah, we got to get homie on here for <laughs> but sure. But he said the same thing. He said it was seconds. It was gone in seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, not enough time for you to really see anything. You know, so it, it's just like I'm sure that when you're up in the air like that, your adrenaline's already going. So you're kind of like, did I really see what I just see saw or was that – you're trying to make sense of it. You know what I mean? Is that what you you felt like at that moment? You were trying to make sense of what you just saw? That was 40 years ago. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Long time. Um, <laughs> I don't know, we, we just... Just got over it and chalk, kept flying, right? Chalked it up to, you know, weird shit in the air. Yeah. Have you seen anything else or was that the only type of uh, weird experience you had in the air? In the middle of Hurricane Katrina, in the eye wall, in the eye itself, at 8,000 feet... We hit a bug. Oh, like it was a big bug. Oh, I was thinking like a V dub, like a a punch bug. (laughs) (laughs) Let him explain. I seen Twister. It it was like a a big June bug. Oh wow! Well, that big round. Interesting. Because it it, it hit the the windshield right in front of me and dang splatter. Yeah, eight thousand feet. How fast are you going when you're like flying into those? Two hundred and twenty knots. Holy! Wow. What is that miles per hour for normal humans? 250, something like that. Ooh, oh, wow. They cooking up there so was with that, that the first time fuel. you saw like a bug that large? In the air? Well, it hit Was it hit I, the like not normal for it to be in the eye of the storm? Yes, that was very unusual. That's a strong bug. Right. That's what I was thinking when you said that. Like, wow, is that mm-hmm. are, is the unusual part that it didn't die in the eye of the hurricane? How, how it got there was... How it made it there. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, that's it. Party foul. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's interesting, for sure. It's just... And it was there when we got, well, actually, it got washed off because we flew, we made a couple more hurricane eyewall penetrations and the bug got washed off. So what was the the craziest hurricane you ever flown in? I mean, you, you flew in Katrina, which was like a really big hurricane from the, my understanding, from what I remember. The worst hurricane I ever flew in was Hurricane Patricia. And nobody ever heard about it because it hit an uh, unpopulated uh, section of the Mexican coast but it was the strongest hurricane to hit the Western Hemisphere wow. ever. And your ass was up in the air in it. Oh, it tossed us around for like Jesus. 20 seconds. We weren't flying the airplane. God was. And yeah, we, I see. I just pulled the power levers back to, to the, to the fly idle stops and, and we so rode nobody it. was controlling it at, at, oh, at no, some we, point. We were like, wow. We're all over the place. wow. So how long do you think that went on for? Like, were you up there for a while when that happened? Uh, like when it lost control basically and you guys just like autopiloted it? Um, it was very disconcerting because we weren't flying the airplane. Yeah. And the, the pilot, he, he was trying to fly the airplane and he was doing a pretty good job, but he, he just, yeah, you can't control it. None of his inputs were making any, 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 um, the corrections he made weren't, weren't being, weren't normal. Yeah. I mean, the, where he wanted to go and where the wind took us yeah. were, you know, different than what we wanted to go. Oh. And we probably dropped 50 knots and probably 500 feet. My, like that. Wow. My man was skydiving in a freaking metal bird. And, and then because um, when, when you're making an eyewall penetration, you can you're supposed to. My job was to maintain 220 knots. And if it got rough. 
you see 180 knots and then 250 back down to one yeah. one thing it was um a lot of up and down very much a lot of up drafts now at this drafts. point in time joe were you married when yes. you did went through this particular hurricane how mm -hmm. did your wife handle that? Like, did she know that you were going through this, or did she not find out until after you land? And then she's well, like, "Well, she what? finds out when I land." Wow. Yeah. I was scared. Well, she knows, you know, as you marry someone going into this field, right, that this is a possibility. But you, you know, you don't. I'm sure, really, are like freaking out about it until one of these situations happen, and then you come down, and you're like, "Oh, guess what? We weren't, you know, even, you know, flying the airplane." Yeah. Guess like, what? Uh. Jesus took the wheel. <laughs> so sure. how did she handle that? You know, I guess I'm I'm very curious about how one. Um, handles their emotions about your safety and being concerned about you and the fact that you guys have children, you know? So and like the fact that this is dangerous every single time you go up in the air, how did she handle that? And, and you know, what was your words to her? My loving spouse would, uh, she never really, excuse me, told me anything about that she was worried about me. I know she was. Yeah. But, um, the only time that I ever called her after I had a, an incident was uh, in it was February 9th, 2007. We were flying off the coast of Newfoundland at night at 3,000 feet in an extra-tropical hurricane, which is a cold-weather hurricane. And the scientists, they were peeing in their pants because <laughs> they were getting incredible data. It's all about the data when you're flying hurricanes. Yeah. Well, they were getting this data they they've never gotten before because they never had a a weather research aircraft in an extra tropical hurricane and like i said we were at three thousand feet and there's a salt layer that we always assumed was at 1800 feet so we're at three thousand feet the salt layer is like 1800 feet we thought we were good well because it was i mean the winds were 90 knots the seas were 60 feet from the trough to the top of the waves and we knew that because we were measuring that because that's what the airplane does but uh the the salt layer and we were flying right in the middle of it was at like eight thousand feet so we're at three thousand feet and i lost the first engine and god that's all terrifying. i saw was uh, some bright flashes in the overhead uh window and and people screaming over the ics fire number three fire number three and, and number three looked like uh, it had some problems because the temperature gauge was pegged out. The shaft horsepower gauge was winding down. And the RPM was, which is supposed to be rock solid at 100%, yeah. was winding down about 80%. So so you were terrified. No, there might have been pudding, chocolate in your no, pants. No. <laughs> I was a flight engineer. It was my job. Yeah. So I, I, you know, pilot said feather, feather three. I feather three. I punched the, uh, the fire bottle in it. And 30 seconds later, the same thing happened on number four, oh engine next to it, you know, screaming over the ice, says, fire number four, oh, fire no. number four. No, that's terrible. So I, I feather number four, and we're flying on two engines. And about three minutes later, because we'd gotten through all the checklists, and then number one started, they, they started screaming over the ice, says, fire number one, fire number one. And I wasn't going to, because I, I just lost two engines the yeah. same way. There was something, something was not correct. So I, instead of just pulling the e-handle, I pulled the power lever back, and we were talking over the ICS, and somebody said, feather it, or shut it down, it's, it's, it's no good. So, and that's not how a pilot would have told me, the pilot would have said, 
e-handle one and and uh, put a fire bottle in it. But yeah. so uh, I just reached up and pulled the e-handle, and now we're down to one engine, and the airplane at that <laughs> weight in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah, an ice hurricane, which is even that sounds terrifying. <laughs> so we uh, uh, we're now we're on one engine, and and we're dropping at six hundred feet a minute, and we started at three thousand feet. So when I looked at the um, airspeed gauge, it said uh, one hundred and forty knots, which is really slow, and we were at six hundred feet. And like from the ground, from the water. Oh, oh my! That's what God. I was thinking. When Six hundred feet that. is not high in a plane, dude. No, right? No, no. definitely not above that water. That holy scary. smokies! <laughs> right, right after I feathered number one, the uh, pilot looked at me and said, "Fuck it, Joe, restart number one." Let's go. So, and, and restarting an engine, it, it, it's it's a complicated process. Yeah. So I mean, you got to put switches in the proper positions, and the co-pilot was looking for the checklist, and because we never restart engines at NOAA, because we don't shut them down, he couldn't find the uh, restart checklist, which was, I don't know, like on page three. But so the pilot said, just restart it. So I set the engine up. I mean, I've like a wireless it. router, just just restart that thing. I've done it, you know, hundreds <laughs> of times in a simulator and in flight, you know, restarted yeah. the engine. So I set the engine up to restart, and um, when I pulled out the feather button, um, immediately this light came on, which told me I should push the feather button back in and just sit in my hands. Well, I couldn't do that because we were about to die. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, you gotta I, do I something. Just, I just kept the, um, the feather button out and, uh, kept holding onto it. And the pilot said, it's probably because we're slow. So, and that made sense. So we, um, uh, continued with the restart. And then when I went to, uh, rest we, we got the, the, the first engine restarted. And when I, we talked for about, I don't know, 10 or 15 seconds about restarting the other two, because we, I had um, punched out the two fire bottles on that side of the airplane. So we didn't have any fire protection on that side. Yeah. So we decided to restart the engines. And why we didn't, you know, take the time to look for a checklist, I don't know, but we didn't. And I, I set the engines back up for uh, restart, but because it was it was dark in the cockpit because the there's a scientist that sits off to my left off my left shoulder, and he would have his laptop open, and that would illuminate the cockpit. So I would turn down all the cockpit lighting when he was up there, and when he when we lost our second engine, we lost science power. And he was no longer getting any information. So oh, he no. closed his laptop and went in the back of the airplane. So it got, it was really dark. Yeah. And I couldn't, I didn't, I mean, these things were probably there in front of me. I didn't, the, 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 these two emergency shutdown handles, they were both staring me in the face, but I never saw them. So when I pull up the feather button <laughs> on. You got no flashlight uh, up there, bro? Or that panic kicked in. Well, there wasn't time. Yeah. So I um, pulled out the feather button and. and I asked the co-pilot if he had any, if the, if the prop was turning. He said, I don't have anything, Joe. So I pushed in that button, and I pull out the next one, number fours, and he said, I don't have anything on that one either. So I, I just, like, I let go of that feather button, and it got sucked in. And 
that told me that the handles were out because one of the functions of the emergency shutdown handle is to uh, suck in the feather button. So when it didn't, when, when I got sucked in, that told me that the e-handles were out. So I pushed the e-handles back in, and we restarted the engines, and we flew home and got shit-faced. Goodness. Wow. I would, too. Even though I don't it drink, I think like, I might have drank after that night. It literally sounds like some sort of crazy extra part of... Uh, it sounds like a movie. Like, yeah. You could What's actually... That movie that we watched on the plane Let us know, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll sell this, these rights to you, and Joey what could become that famous. that we watched on the plane home from Hawaii? With Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> he sounds like one a, of the greatest movies a scene of all time. Of Wolf of Wall Street that was deleted. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that's that is crazy. crazy. Wow. Okay, that's so incredible. That's the wow. one where your wife was like really panicked. She was like, "Wow." Well, shh. I called her when I got when I woke up the next morning at about I don't know noon because I went to bed about six, <laughs> and um, I called her and you know and I, and I told her that I was okay, but actually. Somebody else had called her from work and told her that I was okay. And she didn't have a clue what he was talking about. <laughs> but, so you uh, gave her the call the next day. You're like, yo, I'm good. And she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I know your ass is good. Your, your boy called me. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. So it, was that maybe the flight that may, like wanted you to get out of flying? Like, there, Was there a point where you wanted to get out um, of flying? I was in love with flying. Well, once I got into it, I, I love flying. Yeah. I mean, there's just something about, I mean, it's hours and hours and hours of boredom interlaced with, you know, seconds of, you know, pure terror. Yeah. And then, but I've only experienced the, the pure terror once. So that was the closest call you've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Never crashed, obviously. Which is incredible. You flew, how many hurricanes you fly? 298. And you never crashed. No, and I've got eleven thousand, like six hundred and some hours. That's in insane. So you guys are flying through a death storm, and you never have. You personally have never crashed. Has there have there ever been any crashes like on your? Noah has never team? crashed an airplane. Holy! Wow. Yeah. Maybe they should fly like people around now because you know these planes are kind of well, crashing. Well, I would tomorrow. imagine they find the best <laughs> of the best. They recruit people that they think are highly skilled, and they're not just you know picking up. It's about quality control. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. I mean. To get hired at NOAA, you have to know somebody, and you've got to be good at your job. Yeah, the credentials have to be there. You have to know mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, look at the situation you were in. God forbid you didn't have all those safety well, it's not even just measures that. down. It, it, you guys what, would have been dead. What I'm hearing when I'm hearing him explain this story is like you cannot be a person that has fear or has high levels of anxiety because, I mean, it took – a lot for him to probably be calm in that moment and really figure out what was the best movement with trying to restart those engines and such. Like, yeah, this is not a job for somebody who has anxiety and who shuts down in moments of uh, extreme pressure and and stress, I imagine. Correct. Yeah. So, like, the scientist, he shut his laptop, ran to the back. Was he shitting his pants? He was probably, like, (laughs) under a blanket, praying to Jesus. The guys in the back, they, I mean, we told them, Put your poopy suits on, <laughs> and you uh, might die. <laughs> yeah, get ready for a shit storm. And prepare to ditch. Yeah, and uh, but I got the engine started, so I, I, yeah, that's freaking what an amazing story. That's incredible. I feel yeah. like I just watched a movie. So I can, you know, I think it's safe to say because we heard you kind of talk about the fact that you know God was flying the plane. Like you're you're a very big believer of God, mm-hmm. and uh, you have faith. And, you know, you believe that those beliefs have, like, held you strong when you were up in the air and when you were in these high-pressure situations. 
Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's Absolutely. why you were so calm. You knew your boy had your back. You know, that night I knew I wasn't going to die. Yeah. I, I it just, was just a feeling. I mean, even when I was when when I, when I pulled the third E handle, I, I it was like a a knowing a simulator. Yeah. And you know, pretty soon somebody'd walk in and you know turn the lights on and and uh, okay, we're done. But you know that didn't happen. Yeah. Hey, like, wait, this is not a simulation. This is real. But you know what? You know, I'd like to just say a small little piece on that is like, I've actually had those type of experiences um, and not so much out of fear like that. That's insane. Um, But like that knowing, right? Um, And I feel like Justin has too, like when we've made leaps and bounds within our business, like it can be scary. But if you do really have strong faith um, and if, you know, you do believe that there's a higher power out there looking over you, um, there's just like this knowing and I've, I've had those feelings plenty of times where uh it's almost like divine intervention you're like yeah. i know i'm gonna be okay i, I got, know this yeah, is gonna you work just out no you got it it's a sense of safety yeah. and you proceed forward because you have that sense of safety yeah which is really cool Correct. dude that story is insane i'm still like sitting here like holy shit you lived that mm-hmm. and you have flown in 298 of those storms i can't even imagine my dad doing that like imagine you know that's your dad <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. They're probably extremely proud of you and the things that you've accomplished in your life. I think my kids are proud of me. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I would say so. Now, yes. would you ever jump out of an airplane? Because I have done I've it once. Skydived uh, tandem once in Hawaii in 1986. Yeah. Oh, in Hawaii. That's cool. Yeah. What did you think about that? Was it any different than the experience of flying versus uh, skydiving? Uh... I did it on a dare. <laughs> oh, now we know how to get Joey. Yeah, exactly. We, we dare as that. Double dog dare you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, once I, you know, when we were in the airplane, you know, and I, and I got this guy hooked up to me, uh, and uh, I don't have a parachute on. I just yeah, harness that's the scary part. And the guy's got, you know, the parachute on. He's like... Uh, He's got a swimsuit on. I got a swimsuit on. And you probably don't want to hear this, but um, what I remember about <laughs> jumping out of the airplane was, and Abby, you're going to have to just shield your ears, people. Okay. Um, it's about to get dirty. What, what I remember is uh, being crouched down in, in, in the, the door of the airplane. Now, this guy's on my back. Yeah, I did it. The most fun I've ever had was with another man behind me. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, you know, I could feel his his, his Ball sack butt me in the ass. <laughs> oh my I'm god! Going, like, oh, this is gonna be a great time. I'm so happy I took this there. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can honestly say I've never uh, done any sort of skydiving, <laughs> and um, mainly because I have a fear of heights uh, and dying. Yeah, it's so. pretty crazy. The way up is like very terrifying. I was. This is my experience. I was halfway up, and I'm like, I'm ready. I looked at the guy like that was taking me. I'm like, yo, we're let's go. We're ready. He's like. We are only halfway, sir. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. We're only at 7,000. I think we jumped at 14,000. Mm-hmm. And you get up to the edge of that seat. Luckily, my man's unit was secured. <laughs> he wasn't hitting my shit. And uh, he, yeah, I hung my legs off the side of the airplane. And we did two flips out of that sucker. And it was incredible. I could never. I'm getting sick thinking about it. It was like, so freaking even dope. Me- if you've never done it, do it. Because you live one time. 
Listen, we and did if some, you die doing that shit, well, that's I we did some rock <laughs> jumping in Hawaii, and I just I stood at the edge of that, and I mean, five year olds were doing it, and I just could not do it. There was rocks. Yeah, that I saw rock Justin jump do it. was Justin stood, you know, was at the bottom, yelling my name. I'm here, you know, jump under my arms. I just could not do it. I had to do the smaller one. I was like, there's just a still. The a, big jump was fucking tall though i stood up there for about 20 minutes like like a little little girl and then i see these little kids jumping off i was like i gotta go i'm gonna do this you know how much of a klutz i am (laughs) i would be the person that would slip and end up smashing my face on a rock and eat plastic surgery on a vacation that could have went viral yeah okay (laughs) that's all he cares about not my not my safety it could have went viral listen if we went viral from that it would have paid off eventually oh okay could have paid for the surgery just plastic surgery (laughs) face okay Yeah, those cliff jumps are awesome. Um, if you have a chance to try one, try one. Just make sure it's safe. So, I tried a pretty unsafe one because of Bon Jovi, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and uh, he made me go first. It was about, I would say, 50 to 60 feet. And you couldn't see the bottom. It was and it was in a waterfall. And he's like, yeah, they do it all. So we went with our tour guide. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I'm actually surprised you're letting him do this. I'm just like, I don't even know why I'm letting him do this either. I, we don't even have life insurance on him. I'm concerned at this point. Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus know. took the wheel on that jump because right. that was uh, pretty crazy. Exactly. I do have it on YouTube. I think it's on Facebook and stuff. But uh, Definitely check it out on YouTube. Nuts. But I, what I do want to end with and what I want to wrap the show up with today is uh, I think it would be important since we talked about that mental exercise in the beginning. You surround yourself with positive yes. people or people with similar beliefs. Uh, you're going to be living happy. So, no one likes a negative Nancy. No, definitely not. Nope. In the words of the great Ricky Bobby, you're not first, <laughs> you're last. We'll catch you next week. We'll catch you next week, guys. Make sure you Thanks check us out. In. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the social media platforms. Instagram check out our new website. Ab- Instagram is absfitness underscore brand in Florida. Yep. Facebook is absfitness LLC. And give them TikTok and YouTube, Justin. TikTok is absfitness Tampa, Florida, or Tampa. Um, and YouTube, absfitness film house. Check us out. And check the website out because we revamped it. And it check looks out that dope. Hawaii video on YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah, we got the full uh, full video on there. You know we do that shit. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Goodbye.